0: Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios in Atlanta, it's time for On The Money, presented by Embassy National Bank. Now, here's your host, Joe Moss.
1: Hi, everybody. This is On The Money, brought to you by Embassy National Bank. I am your host and moderator, Joe Moss, and president there at Embassy. And uh, as you recall, Embassy National Bank loves to uh to help small business and this show will share with you some uh uh, we share a lot of professionals with you who give you tips uh, about a lot of topics that can just help you be a better small business and today uh promises to be a lively show We have uh, Mr. Chuck Douglas on the program. Chuck, how are you?
0: Doing wonderful. Thanks, Joe.
1: And Chuck is a graduate of Georgia State University in Atlanta, uh, as I am. So we're both alums. And uh, has delivered, that's uh, uh, not Georgia, but Georgia State University, the university here in Georgia, and has delivered over 6,000 presentations and training programs throughout the world, including tours with Brian Tracy, Tony Robbins, Bob Proctor, and Les Brown, two of those names uh, I've listened to a lot. And um, we're going to, uh, Chuck is going to talk to us about some of the things he's, he's learned um, about small business and how he thinks uh, some of the things that a small business can, can do better. And um, so, Chuck, welcome to the show
0: thank you so much i'm really looking forward to it joe
1: and um let's talk about why you're here in atlanta for a while you've got something brewing here don't you we do we've got a just a phenomenal success summit coming up 400
0: of atlanta and surrounding areas top business professionals one room one day to integrate social media skills, psychology, leadership customer service sales the whole thing and uh, and networking development of strategic
1: alliances and referral partnerships okay yeah um, on your list the biography that you submitted you had a couple things that uh, your company uh, helps people with and um, uh, we were talking a little bit about it before the show leadership, social media goal achievement time mastery. That's a big one. Then you come to one called memory. I found that as interesting. Why is that important? Let's just poke on that one for a little bit.
0: Yeah, well, I can't take all the credit for this. Dale Carnegie did do a little bit of research uh, in the 1920s and 30s, and uh, he wrote a book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. And in that book, he espoused that if you can learn to remember and use the name Uh, In conversation at the close, you know, throughout the transaction, whatever, you know, you're negotiating a real estate contract or you're funding a loan or, you know, whatever the case may be, literally you can double your income and shorten the sales cycle. So, really important. There's a couple of key strategies uh, to remember names. We teach uh, the majority of these at our event and I'd be happy to to give a couple of today. Let's
1: wait on that because um, I think that's real important. I notice it, for example, I try to. Um, repeat the person's name after I meet them and a couple other things. I try to associate a color with the name or whatever. But the next time I see him, when I go up to him and say, hello, Bob, it does make an impact on him.
0: Yeah, it certainly does. As a matter of fact, uh, two or three months later, I walked into a, a keynote speech, saw the gentleman that had, uh, I met like six months ago uh, and walked in the room, called him by name, and he, his jaw literally dropped. And that's a good rapport builder. It proves that you care. And the difference between rapport and connection, uh, connection is when people get that you care. Of course, you need rapport. Right. So you have something in common with somebody, but connection is where the top pros live.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Let's talk about some things that I had written down. And 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 uh, of course, everybody knows that listen to this show. It it just goes everywhere. But um, you've been around a ton of small businesses, small business leaders. Uh, You've seen the good, you've seen the bad, you've seen the medium. Um, What are some of? Let's talk about what are some of the successful traits that that small businesses, good small businesses, share.
0: Yeah, that's a great question, Joe. The uh, I think if I could give an overarching umbrella to open up with it, Coach John Wooden was one of my heroes, and uh, uh, Tony Robbins used to have Tony used to have a power talk with Coach John Wooden. Great to listen to. His, his favorite quote was this, he said, it's what you learn after you know it all that makes the biggest difference. And so what I'm finding, uh, 26 years of, of, uh, as a professional speaker, is that most businesses that fail, most individuals in a sales or business capacity that fail have not developed themselves personally and professionally. They haven't learned, they haven't guarded their mind, they haven't, uh, the,
1: the psychology issue is paramount um let's so let's back up for a minute so if i walk around for example um i i have this phrase that i use that says the older i get the more i realize how little i know now in today's world where you're supposed to be strong and everything never show weakness is is that a phrase that people should try to live by or is that showing weakness well it seems like an oxymoron doesn't it
0: you know you, you you in sales and business, words like privilege and serve have a greater impact because their connection. You know, the days when uh, you could hard close and the days when you could go out there a dictatorial, leader, uh, those types of things, uh, people don't appreciate that. You need to step into their world, uh, assimilate yourself into their environment, and, and I, I, don't, I want to say humble yourself, but it, there's a confidence of knowing. It's kind of like a horse that's bridled. It's ready to run. It's a stallion. And yet it's still bridled within and it's it's waiting to be unleashed. And so same thing holds true here. There are certain skills. The, the DISC profile is is inherent with that. You know, there's certain people that you can talk to one way and certain people that if you say the same thing to them, you'll repel them as opposed to attract them. So, you know, it's key. It really is. So
1: um, so to admit that you don't know a lot is a good th- To me, that's a show of strength, a show of confidence. It shows that you're constantly on the guard to learn. Is that fair?
0: It is fair. Zig used to say, I I had the privilege and blessing of being under his tutelage first two years of my career. And uh, he always used to say, you're either growing or you're dying. The mind's like a parachute. It only works if it is open. And and individuals who sharpen their skill sets, you know, I I know you're going to talk about this later, but the difference between talent and skill Is huge in sales and business being a solopreneur and entrepreneur that difference is the key it sure is a lot of people show up with talent they have opportunity they're put in a position to achieve to do something great but yet they're not willing to develop the skill Skill.
1: yeah And you're not necessarily you can't necessarily develop a skill just in the classroom, can you? No, you can't. As a matter of fact, one
0: one thing that I learned from being around Les Brown, Brian Tracy, Tony Robbins, Tom Hopkins, you know, Bob Proctor was a, a great friend of mine. You know, the science of getting rich franchises, terrific people. One thing I learned, role modeling is key. Success doesn't happen by accident. You don't roll out of bed in the morning, do nothing and make 200 grand a year. Uh, so there are certain principles that produce certain results just like golf, you know, and, and you need to role model those individuals who are successful. That's why learning from experts is, is key. When you meet somebody, you know, it always amazes me a new uh, sales professional goes into a company, right? They're brand mm-hmm. new. They walk into the company and they wonder, gosh, how am I going to learn how to make this work? And I'll find the number one person in the company that is the best take them out to lunch pick their brain do something for them first don't ask for something before you give something because
1: that's the wrong way to do it i think mentoring is a lost art uh is that something that we've forgotten do we have an obligation as leaders to mentor i think we do yeah i think as a matter of fact I, i've seen
0: the um the decline from the eighty twenty rule which you know i grew up with i right. I, grew, I graduated high school in 1970 and no just kidding uh i graduated high school in 78 uh and uh, brian tracy psychology of selling dale carnegie uh all those you know as a man thinketh james allen uh, earl nightingale you know lead the field all of those were, were just so key and i think what's happened is the 80 20 rule where 20 percent of the individuals in a company are you know responsible for 80 percent of the production or revenue stream typically that's really gone to ninety ten today. So why is it shifted? Well, lack of mentorship certainly is contributory.
1: All right. So let's go back to the the, uh, the successful traits or habits, uh, the, the habits that you see in a successful small business. Um, number one. Do you have a number one? Well, do we have two hours to talk? Or, or well, let's just try to summarize here. Let's okay. go to this number one. So we,
0: we can divide it up. Uh, the more... The most important skill sets, Um, and let me open up by just saying, you know, I always ask people, have you ever tried to play golf? And they say, yeah, we've tried. And I say, why do I use the word tried? Because it's a lot harder than it looks. Correct. You know, there's four things you have to get right. And if you want to quantify it, you look and say, if I can get good in these four areas, just four, I'll be a great golfer. One little... There's 129 ways to mess up a golf shot, and there's more than that to mess up a business. One little half inch off the club produces an enormous slice or a hook. Same thing in sales and business. So, you know, social media skills in our day and age, they're paramount. People over 40 always, you know, they, they they don't want to learn them. They just want to, you know, continue doing what they've been doing. Uh, and, and, you know, I did too. I was one of those individuals until my business partner, Steve Black, who's considered uh, one of the top, uh, you know, social media experts in the world. He came to me and said he tripled his income by using social media. That got my attention. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to learn it as well. So I think that we have to discuss that a little bit, a little okay. social media monetization. Um, we also need to discuss you know, remembering names is key too. I think that's, you know, doubling your income is, is important. We also probably need to discuss how to, and these are two key words that I spend a lot of time on, how to stop procrastinating.
1: Okay. Cause
0: there's a lot of people out there that say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to go prospecting tomorrow. I'm going to go out and visit some businesses. I'm going to go out and get them and make those calls. And then somewhere between knowing they have to do it and actually doing it, 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 doesn't happen so we we need to
1: discuss that for sure why don't we why don't we jump to that um why don't we jump to that right now because um i know of a lot of people that have the energy they have the want to they've got the ability to listen they don't have the ability to do yeah so how do you fix that so there was a little boy at a county. And there's a whole lot more of those folks than there are people with the ability to do. Yeah,
0: that is so true. Uh, the story of the little boy at the county fair watching the balloon vendor blow up the balloons is a good intro. He's, he saw every balloon color but blue. He walks up and says, hey, mister, can blue bla- blue balloons fly too? And the balloon vendor looks back and says, well, young man, any balloon can fly. Because it's not what's on the outside that makes the balloon fly. It's what's on the inside. inside. So this th- is... This issue that we're talking about now it, it emanates from the inside uh the psychology you know pat riley used to say you know it's 80 percent psychology 20 percent mechanics these guys that come into the nba are talented right so it's not an issue of how, if you're not talented but whether the mind's there so getting this person to prospect getting them to get a marketing plan getting them to write a business plan getting them to make their calls all of these things emanate from this issue so um we can talk about procrastination later though if you want to wait
1: okay well i you know i think that's just a personal thing that's just an acknowledgement of a weakness that you may have and you just got to circle it and make yourself do it so i trained uh i was an olympian
0: and uh jim ryan if you're familiar with jim he was the first high schooler to break the four minute mile and he was my coach during this thing i i i actually um went ahead and uh ran after three years of not running at all. I weighed 295 pounds. I decided to get back into shape. Uh, I made it to the Olympics and ran for Team USA in 2011 in the Masters Championships. Wow. Uh, old guys, so don't get too excited. Um, but I ran a four-minute... count. <laughs> but what happened was Jim was my coach, and he would, either by email and periodically or by, by telephone, he would coach me, and he would hold me accountable to the daily you know the, the daily plan that he gave and i always ask people if you knew somebody was going to hold you accountable that you respected would you be more conscientious about what you did that day and the answer is always yes yes why because you want to you want to please this person you want to do well for this person that's the way personal accountability not blaming anything outside of yourself But it requires a coach. It requires somebody holding you accountable. You can use Evernote, great little free app. You can organize. You can put them in the notebooks. You can remind yourself all day long. But we can shut technology off. It requires personal accountability. That is the numero uno
1: way to overcome procrastination. Very good point. And personal accountability requires two people. Yes. It requires someone who desires to invest in you and then yourself to allow yourself to be accountable.
0: Yeah, key word, investment, because some of the things I hear when I'm out, you know, when we're you know offering or inviting people to come to our program or workshops or whatever it may be, you know, some people will say, well, I don't have the money. And, and you know, I'm not a super structured guy when it comes to, uh, you know, what you can say to yourself, but I do know in sales and business, the people that succeed are abundant. Mm-hmm. The people that don't are scarcity minded. And so investing in ourselves and being open to hire a coach to, to, to read a book, to, uh, you know, to do things like that is key because it reinforces, Hey, I'm abundant, I'm worth it. And so is my product. And that's a key, that's a key message to send to your customers.
1: Well, I'm, I'm picking up some traits as I go. And, uh, this concept of investing concept of, uh, uh, investing in people concept of, uh, mentoring, uh, concept of understanding that, uh, Maybe I don't know everything. Um, You know, and let's let's talk about that for a minute, because that's really near and dear to my heart, because a lot of times uh, we let our egos dominate, and we feel like we got to know everything because we're apparently the leader. But it's okay to say I don't know everything. Um, And in fact, the other thing I've noticed is over the years, um, the intelligence ability of... I believe, I guess, in the old days, there was a wide range of difference between the intelligence of the leader versus the worker. I think that gap is really, really narrowed. Yeah. And so a, a good leader needs to understand that the person they're talking to is more than likely brighter than they are yeah absolutely and I mean, they, and we've got to listen to what they say and we've got to learn because they've got as good of insight into into how things are going as i i might
0: you know and everybody wants significance everybody needs to to feel wanted to feel needed to be appreciated things of that nature depending on where you are in your life you know uh people always ask me chuck how do i motivate an unmotivatable employee how do i get somebody that's talented but they won't do it how do i get somebody that has all the excitement but they never do it they never do what they say that you know they're going to do there, There's human needs that need to be satisfied, significance, fulfillment. Some people will not work harder for money because they're beyond that in this stage of their life. They'll do it for something different, which is why the goal setting is absolutely paramount. Goals that are casually set and lightly taken are freely abandoned at the first obstacle. So that comes into play as well. But I think, you know, like you opened up with uh, stopping procrastination, time mastery. That is first uh, indeed.
1: Okay. And and that's a um, a skill set that not only does the leader of the business need, but he needs to try to spread it down through the organization. Yeah. P- By the way, you mentioned something that you know, a lot of people talk about in the in the business world that you're slow to hire and quick to fire. And as you were going through those things, I, I got these people that are motivated but they can't get anything done, da, da 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 da. A lot of their action most of the time is well they're unteachable, let's get rid of them. Are you, are you saying that people are teachable? <laughs> is this a trick question, Joe? No, I mean,
0: I'm really serious. <laughs> you know, what's interesting about that is uh, my business partner, Steve, always opens up our success summits, and he, he says, you know, it's not just enough to be motivated. You know, I mean, if you motivate an idiot, you still have a motivated idiot, right? So, uh, you know, it's really important to, to do diligence to that process, and I think habits are the key to that. If somebody isn't performing, there is a reason why either they weren't matched from a personality perspective or when they were hired or they're not the the habits that they are either forming or or brought to the organization are deficient and need to be corrected. Um, Can I give you an example? Sure, please. You know, in the morning, um, and I, I remember on Mike's program, we talked about this as well. He asked me if I ever got down and depressed. And I said, uh, well, you know, motivational speaker, you know, uh, you're going out and helping other people, uh, you know, you ever get down? Well, of course I do, but I'm kind of like a beach ball. It takes a lot to get me under, but I pop up really quick because every morning I ask myself five questions. Uh, I ask myself questions and I answer them before I even get out of bed in the morning. Those questions have become a habit for me. And so what that does, it affects my psychology, it has me with an expectant attitude, and it makes me want to learn, want to grow, want to improve, seek out people of my of my kind, those types of things. And people that are in a, a slump, they don't have the psychology. They've got to start with the simple basics first. Motivating unmotivatable people isn't really an issue of motivation, it's an issue of habit. Doing things without even thinking about it, making your calls, being a top performer, treating the company as if it were your own. Those types of things are all the genesis of that is habit formation. Um, Most people want to do better, don't they? You'd hope so. Uh, The ones that, uh, you know, I I talk to people all the time. You, You want to improve? You want to get better? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, maybe they're going through different parts of their life. Uh, you know, some people are going through, you know, divorce, relationship, breakups, health issues, money issues. It's tough The problems, you know, you think that's why when I go out to speak and somebody's not participative right away, you can't get, you know, you can't get angry. You can't, you know, why aren't you laughing at my jokes or why aren't you participating? You don't know what's happened to that individual prior to them walking into your speech. Well, analogy, same thing holds true. When you're out working during the day, you're out meeting, developing relationships. Somebody's rude to you. You don't know what that person just went through. Mm-hmm. So you have to give them the benefit of the doubt.
1: Um, this is On the Money brought to you by Embassy National Bank. I'm Joe Mosher, your moderator, having a, a very energetic conversation with Chuck Douglas, um, who is the owner and founder of Business Success Training. And uh, he is uh, in Atlanta um to um to create a um success summit 2015 and at the end of the show we'll let them talk more of that but um having a real good conversation about uh, successful traits in um in different people um what are some of the um man you, you touch so many folks what are some of the failures that some of the habits that lead to failure that kind of cross across uh all businesses
0: yeah, I think first and foremost, I'm, you know, we speak to a lot of sales and or sales support mm-hmm. and leadership. And I think what happens is somebody assumes a position or is hired into a position that they're not matched for. I think that, that that's first and foremost. Now, when somebody's matched for it and they're not performing some of the mistakes that they've made you know, being open-minded and having the wrong s- skill sets in the wrong position. For example, um, in sales, you, you know, you need relationship development skills. You need to be able to, to develop rapport quickly, but you also need to overcome fear of rejection.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, Earl Nightingale used to say, I'm not who I think I am. I'm not who you think I am, but I am who I think you think I am. A lot of people that they don't. Say that again. Uh, you know, I got to check my note <laughs> my notes on that, Joe. Hang on a second. <laughs> And what happens is the, you know, the individual gets to the close and they have a fear of rejection or a fear of failure or a fear of what people are going to think about them. And they don't ask for the business. They say, well, let me think about it for a couple of days. Brian Tracy told an interesting story. Uh, if we have time for me to share a little 30-second mm-hmm. story. He said, you know, his first, his first position in sales, he was selling office, office equipment. He'd go into businesses, do his presentation, and then the owner of the company would say, well, that was great, Brian. You know, we need to. Think about it, and we'll get back to you. And he said at the end of the first month, he'd made zero sales, but yet he had everyone in the whole city thinking about his product, seemingly, right? He went to a, pro- a program, learned one sales skill, simply how to close. And the guy told him, he said, listen, tell him you don't do callbacks. And he said, tell him you've given him enough information on the spot to go ahead and make the sale and, and to make the decision, and then ask him why doesn't he give it a try. He said he went back that next Monday morning, the guy said, well, you know, send us some information. You know, we'll consider it and give us a callback." And Brian said, well, with all due respect, sir, he said, we don't make callbacks. He said, uh, I believe you have all the information in front of you that you need to make the decision. Why don't you just go ahead and give it a try? And he said he went from zero to hero. So the point of that story is one skill set can take a person from 50 grand to 150,000. Learning how to close, handle objections, ask for referrals, a time mastery skills motivation is important but motivation without those specific skill sets leave you disempowered so
1: um i want to go back to uh what you mentioned about remembering a person's name um i think it's real important in relationship building and i think i think we uh, over uh over- uh, think that social media is going to make the sale because i think it all gets back to the relationship eventually so building the relationship remembering the name give us some for example how do you learn how do you remember somebody's name yeah that's great great question the um and by the way what you said initially joe is, is so
0: true about the relationship linkedin uh you know the average income of a linkedin profile is one hundred and six thousand dollars a year these individuals on linkedin the average person only touches their connections twice in the history of the profile. It takes five to 12 touches to develop a relationship online, but the goal is always to take it offline. So the relationships are key. Remembering names shows people that you care. So what we teach, and, you know, I I do the first couple of steps uh, in the complimentary workshops that we do, and then we teach them the rest, how their children can score high test scores, remember voluminous amounts of information for for their testing and all that. But the first thing is, to be able to, what you alluded to, speak the name twice. And here's how I do it. If I were meeting you for the first time and and I said, Hi, I'm I'm Chuck Douglas, or I'm Chuck, you are? And you would say Joe, and I would say, Joe? Say, yeah. Say, nice to meet you, Joe. So that first intonation, Joe, that's one. Mm -hmm. And then the second, nice to meet you, Joe, Mm -hmm. is two. If you simply repeat that out loud twice, once won't do it, because you know how it is, you you meet somebody, handshake, hand comes apart, name goes bye bye. It's immediate, right? The twice will allow you to remember that name for at least thirty days. Wow. Okay. So I mean, it's really it's really powerful. The name uh, can close the deal. The name at the close. If you use the name, let's say you're a real estate agent or um, you know uh, maybe a mortgage loan officer and you're asking for the listing as an agent you say mr miss seller um you know if you knew we could perform this for you do great uh, give you great customer service market your property effectively if you knew that would you give us the privilege to go ahead and move forward today joe just by adding the name right there at that juncture increases the conversion ratio 50 percent so it's huge and it shows people that you care and you can use it at various points. Now, the, the caveat here is don't overuse it, especially my name. You know, hey, Chuck, how you doing? Chuck, 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 Chuck. It's, it's too alliterative, you know, and, and people get offended by it. So. I, got
1: a, I got something that uh, now that we're in a, a multicultural society, um, a lot of our names are not simple anymore. In fact, they come from another language. Mm-hmm. I find them much harder to remember. And I guess maybe you have to repeat the actually the last name a couple of times and make sure you pronounce it correctly. And maybe you do that. Make sure you pronounce the name correctly twice. Yeah, I think you do. And and I also I think that you know because there's nothing wrong with you meet somebody. There's nothing wrong with saying, wait a minute, let me have your name again. Is there? I mean that shows that shows that you really want to learn that person's name. And
0: and that's another issue you know, questioning the name, making sure you have it right is a compliment to that person. I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about last names at first. I I would just get the first names correct. The last names are not as imperative to go ahead and repeat back to people. But yeah, the the difference in ethnicities today, this is why when people go out and start cracking jokes uh, in their presentations and they they start telling jokes, you know, some different ethnicities don't uh, think our, the humor is the, is the same. So they're offended by it. So, you know, making fun of yourself is always the answer to that. But as far as memory goes, uh, you know, repeating that you know, a couple of times, making sure, a, and you can preface it by saying, you know, uh, ma'am, I just really wanted to make sure that I got that name correctly and honored you with that. Uh, could you pronounce that again for me, please? Something as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Showing respect and honor to the person.
1: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um because that's something kind of missing in this world is when I go back to the ego and this desire to make yourself bigger than than really who you are, the fact that you're doing that is, is kind of humbling to that individual.
0: It is. And it's almost like when you're handling objections um, and a person interrupts you, you know, if you if, if a person saying, well, your prices are too high, you know, you're boy, you <clears throat> really? Wow. My Uncle Bob can do it for half price, you know, and, and you want to prove yourself. So you jump in and you interrupt. You start arguing with the person. It tells them that you don't care. It right. tells them that what they have to say means nothing. So, forgetting the name really implicitly tells them the same thing. Uh, and I think that's that's key. Humbling yourself doesn't mean you sacrifice uh, anything. No, there's in a the big process. difference between that, isn't there? It sure is. Yeah, and it's a knowing, confident people, professional people. You know, I I talk to individuals that make over two hundred thousand and way beyond that, a lot. And these people, they are confident. They are patient and they know that that's going to go their way because they are people of abundance because they've developed themselves that way. And people who are scarcity minded uh, are desperate. You can, you can smell that a mile away, you know, Oh, I'll cut my price. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll do anything. Please give me the, d-. that's the wrong mentality. Uh, I read a great book here. Um, a couple of days ago, the psychology of influence by Robert Cialdini. And uh, he goes into this a lot. So uh, it's, it's a great book that echoes what we just discussed. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I, uh, I like the uh, habits. So, getting up in the morning, uh, there is uh, even though it's a go, go, go world, y- you follow the same habits every morning. Every morning. Um, as far as the questions go, yes. As uh, the questions, mm-hmm. uh, if you don't mind, a little secret s- tips. Uh, Five questions. For what are the first two? Uh, Give us I, the first I, two. I don't
0: know, Joe. I- <laughs> There's five of them, and remember, you you don't have to speak these out loud. Of course, it's it's better if you do. <clears throat> right. But if you're you're lying in bed and you wake up and the first thing you think about, I get to, I'm doing my questions. Right. You know, some people do breathing exercises, some people meditate, some people do their prayer, some people read whatever it may be. But before that, any of that begins, five really quick questions with the answers. And I I did this uh this morning. I was down in um a Fayetteville. did a presentation, gave them the questions. And number one is this: Why am I so blessed? Wow. And I asked somebody in the audience, um, if I were to ask you today why are, why you're blessed, you know, and she was you know, kind of scowling throughout the, you know, the, the speech. And I thought maybe something had happened. And, and and then, you know, she said, well, I'm alive. And I thought to myself, well, there's something. Right. You know, but her physiology changed. She smiled just a little bit, you know, and, and when you see people go, Oh, I'm blessed. I've got a great family. Oh, man. You know, it's, I got a great career. I've got a job. It's great. You can't help but feel good. So it's just a reminder. Okay. There's a great quote that says gratitude turns a meal into a feast. That's good. That is a good quote. Mm-hmm. Second right. question I ask is who loves me? And sometimes that can be tough if, if you're going through transition, <laughs> you know, I always tell people, You can always count on your dog. You know, that that little rascal loves you unconditionally. So remind, you know, remind yourself who you love and who loves you. And I think one other question, I think we can give three away. Uh, The other question is, who today is going to give me the privilege to serve them? And I think that attitude of expectancy, Mary Kay had a great quote. She said, expect great things and great things will happen. And I think that's just, you're looking for it. I'm going out during the day. I'm not going, oh, boy, why do I have to do this? A spe- another speech. Good grief. And people do that when they go through bad times. They ask themselves lousy questions. You know, if somebody goes through a breakup, why does this always happen to me? Right? right. Uh, so a new salesperson in a position doesn't make a lot of money right away. What does he say? Or she say? He says, what am I doing? Wrong. Wrong. What does your brain tell you? Your brain's a computer. Your brain responds. It finds the loser file, and it says, you know. These are all the things you're doing wrong. Exactly. You're loser. a loser. Yeah, that's right. right. You can't get a date because you're a loser. No, no. Right. But what happens is when you switch the questions to what great things are going to happen to me today, it sounds so basic. You know,
1: I'm always reminded of that quote. What happened <laughs> right in that meeting? What What do I think happened right in that last sales call? Or what's going to happen great? Right.
0: What great things are going to happen to me today? Les Brown is one of my favorite speakers in the world. He has a uh, an audio called uh getting unstuck it's on youtube um and it is probably when i get down less is the man i go to i watch his video i watch getting unstuck and i, I tell you the you know it, it's amazing how these questions there's a great quote that says genius is the ability to reduce the very complicated to the very simple and i think for us to be geniuses in business we got to get back to things that are just simple
1: kiss keep it simple stupid yeah i haven't heard that in a while wow that's, um, that's great yeah And um, But I like that. Who today am I going to have the privilege to serve? There you go.
0: Expectancy. Look for things that you – this is why goals are so important. You know, a man who shoots at nothing hits the target every time. Yeah,
1: and I saw a a quote uh, by uh, Norman Lear, uh, who's 90-plus years old. Mm -hmm. Apparently, uh, they asked him, uh, what would you like to tell people if you had a chance to tell them? And he said – I would like to know, I would like folks to know how, what a big impression people make on other people with the little things that they do, something to that, to that effect. Because a lot of times people will say, well, I haven't done anything, I don't really make any impression, nobody cares, but the point is that every little thing you do mm-hmm. will impact somebody, and that, that is a very powerful thing more powerful than in inventing the vaccine for polio, for example. It's, you know, who knows, the guy, uh, was it Pasteur that invented uh, the vaccine polio? You know, that morning someone may have come up and said, you know, hey, Dr. Louis, you're a great guy. You're going to discover something great. Right? You never know. That little thing that may have created, may uh, uh, indirectly, um found the the uh, vaccine for polio yeah and this is why when zig taught me when i
0: trained under him he said give at least three compliments a day and i don't i don't see that from a lot of people you know they don't say that uh, you know hey you're doing a great job you look great um you, you know wow that was an impressive performance and and sometimes people really need to be complimented on something they're going through a tough time and um you know a lot of oftentimes the five people that you associate with the most determines your income, typically for individuals in our country. Wow. Okay. And so I always tell people, if you're hanging with, around with somebody that doesn't have any money and that isn't urgent and that doesn't want to get things done, that is going to have a dramatic effect on your life. You have to, you know, television. Did you read the article in, in Barron's Magazine about how many hours a day people watch TV in our country? I've
1: read similar and yeah.
0: I'm, I'm, uh, it's, it's a lot. Five hours a day. I told a guy one time, I said, you're not financially independent yet. You're having problems with your money. Put the TV in the closet. And he looked back and said, well,
1: how will we all watch it in there? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I uh, caught myself one night. Um, I enjoy Netflix. You know, some of this, I, I watch stories about people on Netflix. And I, and I found myself thinking, you know, the time I spend here is it is just wasted time. So why aren't I out doing something else? And you, and you got to keep an introspective look on yourself.
0: You do. And, I, and I'm not opposed. I mean, I watch TV. I watch movies. I love movies, right? You know, I find myself watching some of the same movies over and over again because I know what, what emotional impact I'm going to get Correct. from watching them. So like, I, I'm certainly not trying to discourage people from, from doing that. But you have to place it. Here's the key. What gets rewarded gets repeated. If you don't have what gets measured gets improved, right? Mm -hmm. So if somebody is watching TV and it's not a reward for something, you know, one of the things that we uh, used to do after every workshop that we did, let's say that um, when I was downtown doing a a Keller Williams real estate office, uh, or I was out, uh, you know, doing a a copying telecommunications company. here, I've been to all the top companies in Atlanta. I'll leave if I have time. I will leave that company. And before my next speech, just to do a little networking, marketing, and a little field work. I would go out, and I would make a goal, a daily goal, five introductions before the next speech. So I would go to other businesses, introduce myself. I'd do a little LinkedIn, Facebook, Google research on the person and the company. It takes about three minutes to do when you know how, when you have the right links and everything set up. I would go in, <clears throat> and I would give a gift of my, our brand-new book called Netlinking out to individuals as a gift, to, you know, as a door opener. Mm-hmm. If I hit my five a day my very favorite show in the world um i'm sure you watch it that that cnbc show you know yeah the shark tank yeah 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 so uh, i love that show what i'll do is i'll go ahead and record those and if i hit my five a day five days a week guess what i get to do on the weekend you get to watch shark watch a few episodes but if i don't then i don't watch it here's the key when you don't reward yourself and you do habits are formed in that behavior So use the things that are fun to you as rewards for performance and metrics-based, you know, goal-setting and achievement. That's really key.
1: Um, Going back to your five people and five things, uh, the five people rule. Yeah, if you hang around people that are negative all the time, you're going to be negative. Yeah. Yeah. you know, and so you, you try to find folks you associate with that you do uh, you associate who or her that you feel to be successful and the, who, who you want to emulate.
0: Yeah. If, if somebody ever comes to me with a bad attitude, um, you know, you want to be gracious. Obviously, you don't want to ever burn any bridges. Um, but, you know, I always um, you know, I always say, you know, if, if I see somebody down, I'll say, um, hey, uh, is there anything I can do to support you? It kind of looks like you're having a tough time or, you know, hey, can I be a good coach? Can, can, can I, can I, can I, you know, be a good coach? These are phrases, be gracious with people. Maybe something just happened, but yeah, bad attitude. Uh, interesting thing, Joe, um, attitude is the only word in the English language that if you numerically represent the letters of attitude with the letters in our alphabet, mm-hmm. it adds up to 100. Wow. We didn't know that. Yeah. Pretty kind of cool. To, I'm a factoid freak with that. So Yeah. Now he's to check me on it Mike. He's on it. yeah, he's checking me on it. There he goes. Right. A there equals God. 1. Mm-hmm. There yeah. It 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 works. It works. But yeah, uh, I, th- I think the skill sets um social media, closing skills, confidence, uh, stopping procrastination and memory have to be up there in the top 5.
1: Well, and the other thing we're we're bombarded uh, with um, with so many things to do these days. I'm, some uh, a old-wise friend of mine used to say with technology it it allows you to go out um, it allows you to touch twenty or thirty more people every day, either through telephone, email, and now Twitter, texting, etc. But if you touch twenty or thirty more people, that means you're going to get touched exponentially more. Really does. And, and I I met somebody
0: new here in Atlanta, and I, I I met a dear friend of mine, and he's he's teaching something now that I really really believe in. He said when your networking efforts and your relationship building efforts become more concentric, become more focused on certain people and making sure that gets taken care of before you go out and meet a hundred people at an event. You know, that's, that, that's okay. But when you follow up with individuals, the number one cause of lack of business is those two words, lack of follow up, right. Yeah, lack of focus and follow up. And Well, so, I
1: wanted to get back to the focus thing because what, what I found myself doing is every day. I pick a thing and say, I will finish this one thing today, no matter what, I will finish this one thing. And um, when you set a goal like that for yourself and you finish one thing, what happens is you do it the next day, you do it next day, five days in a week, you've finished five things. So, I mean, it starts to work. And you create something that's imperative in sales and business
0: called Momentum. Um, one of the things that we teach at our program is that and in the workshops, too, that we do the complementaries is to how to get people that won't get on the telephone and make calls and set appointments. Uh, they have a fear of rejection. They don't want to call people. You know, I always ask in our seminars, how many of you love cold calls? And you always get a few people that raise their hand. Mm-hmm. And I always tell them, you know, two people on drugs in the seminar today, right? <laughs> right. But, but what happens is in our day and age, and Steve Black is the genius on this. He's my business partner. You don't have to make any cold calls. You can find something out. I was on the phone the other day uh, with a lady, and uh, she told me at the beginning of the conversation that she was in a big hurry and couldn't talk. Send me some information. And I said, I absolutely will. I want to respect your time. The, I had done research on her prior to calling. Not creepy research, you know, not anything like that, but just, you know, good, diligent research, finding out what she'd done, what she represented, who her company was. And, and I, she, she was an award winner uh, for, for three awards in a certain year. It's been like five years and I said, hey, by the way, before I forget to say something, I just want to let you know, congratulations, it sounds like 2000, you know, whatever was a great year for you. You did this, you did that. That conversation went on for 25 minutes mm-hmm. because the person knew that I was interested in them. You don't have to be interesting, just interested. Now, what I mean by that is once sales professionals begin to do proper research, do diligence, find out about people, know people and build relationships, they want to make their calls and habits are formed.
1: And my father-in-law, God bless his soul, used to tell my wife, if you, the best way to develop a relationship is to get someone to talk about themselves. Yeah. Because they like to talk <clears throat> about themselves. Ask a lot of questions, and you'll develop the relationship. Yeah, my mom taught me that one question. She was a um, uh, an upper echelon um,
0: human resources uh, uh, leader in a leadership capacity with Federal Express, and she she used to go to a lot of networking events, and she would see the same thing: people want to come up and talk about themselves, how right. great they were, and build themselves so just up. Just keep asking questions. And the one question she taught me this is the first thing I ever learned before I even you know I got together with all of the all of the greats. She would say, when you walk up to somebody. She'd say, ask them one thing. What do you attribute to your success? There you go. And when you do that, people want to talk about themselves. They love to talk about themselves. Uh, who's a good client for you, Joe? When I leave here today, I want to make sure that, you know, because I see a lot of people. Who, who would be somebody that I could refer to you that would be good for you? Telling you that I care about you and I'm going to take some action and be looking around for people to help your business. Right. This is key.
1: Right. Well, listen, um we're kind of into the program here, and unfortunately, um, there's a lot more to talk about. But it's been, uh, I, th- I think, a real good conversation. And those listening in, um, go back and listen again when it comes out on tape and get a notepad and just try to pick a couple of things about what Chuck says. Um, I like the idea of setting the habit in the morning. Um, I love the idea about focusing on the things, uh, the reason why are you blessed uh, and then finding someone to help every day. Um, those are all great things. Um, it, hey, mentoring is a lost art. If you're a leader out there, pick someone to mentor. Um, if, you're, if, you, uh, if you're having trouble with focus, get to your mentor. Write out a to-do list. Get them to call you on it uh, so you get things done a lot of good stuff today.
0: Yeah, and you know, I, you didn't even let me share my my new closing technique that I wanted to talk about today. Well, I guess I'll have to wait, you know. Well, let's say We're at the close. Let's go ahead and close. <laughs> well, one of the things that people don't do is they don't have proper verbiage, conversational verbiage. And so one of the things that we teach is don't be hard. Be soft. Do the right thing before. Build the relationship. So what I say at the end is I'll say something like this. I'll use two confirmation questions. I'll say, hey, Joe, um, does what I just shared with you make sense? Yeah, it does, right? Uh, do you have any questions? you know, get those out of the way. Then say this, this is called the one to 10 say, you know, Joe, on a scale of one to 10, I'm just, you know, just kind of off the radar on a scale of one to 10 with one being, you know, not really interested and 10 being, you know, really interested, ready to get started. Where would you say you fall right now in that? And you'd probably say, well, you know, I'm about a six. What makes you, what, what would happen to get you to a seven or eight? How could we serve you in a greater capacity to take that six to a 10? What would have to happen? And I think when you know that information ahead of time, right. it becomes very powerful. So, yeah, there you go.
1: Well, and the other thing, didn't we learn from somebody else that, um, you know, don't don't waste your time on someone who is that uh, you can't get to the next level on. Go to the next mm-hmm. one.
0: Yeah, we teach how to disqualify people on the telephone. If somebody's on a telephone position or going out and, and, and meeting people live, you need to be just as cognizant to disqualify somebody as you do to qualify. Mm-hmm. It's key.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Chuck, we could go on, but uh, we bet at the end, I'll give you uh, three or four minutes to uh, talk about how to get a hold of you, talk a little bit more about your success summit in 2015.
0: Yeah, thanks for that privilege, Joe. Appreciate that. So uh, key point here, we are doing, and we've done workshops, little 30 to 45-minute complimentary sessions. Doesn't happen very often, but we're in Atlanta right now. We're in the surrounding areas, Sandy Springs, the Buckheads, the Fayettevilles, the Gainesvilles, all around, North Georgia, 400 corridor, the whole thing. I will come in uh, for an, just about another five weeks and do a complimentary 30-minute workshop, okay? Uh, we customize it. It's different for everyone. Uh, real estate, how to attract listings. Uh, mortgage, how to uh, fund over a million a month. Find power teams of real estate players and, and get into offices you couldn't get into. How to double your sales. Use social media uh, as a monetization tool, lead generation tool. If they call this number, 310 283 7032. By the end of August, we will go ahead and gift them two complimentary gifts a great audio on managerial leadership and the skills, how to perform and be a great leader. It's an audio book, and our new book called Netlinking which is a book that shows you how to take your sphere of influence, database, and your social media, link them together to triple your income. So if any decision makers out there, a sales manager, uh, car dealerships, um, uh, you know, uh, financial companies, network marketing companies, anyone out there listening right now, if you want the best 30 to 45-minute workshop you'll ever see, uh, give us a call at that number, 310-283-7032. We'll go ahead and give you a couple of great gifts, and we'll schedule a time where we can come out, tuck into one of your meetings, and give you the 10 skill sets. Do we have time for me to go through the 10 just to name them, what they'll get? Yeah, real quickly. Number one, they'll they'll learn how to make smart telephone calls, proper research prior, set the appointment, uh, you know, endear people quickly. Two, how to remember names. Number three, how to have a sense of humor in a business transaction. Four, be a goal setter, a goal achiever. Number five, stop procrastination. Six, how to increase your referral based business percentage is key. Number 7, how to handle objections, 8, how to close with confidence, okay? Number 9, how to have a great attitude and 10, how to develop yourself, sharpen that axe. So when you go out there, you have an impact on people. The success summit itself is October 21st okay. at the Cobb Galleria, 8:45 okay. to 5:30. It is a blistering phenomenal fast-paced day 64-page success manual they get the powerpoints my my uh, business partner steve black and i share the day that day so if they enjoyed this uh, here today uh, they'll probably enjoy that as well
1: well i tell you what um i can imagine you walk out of there people will not only be armed but they will uh Probably ready to uh, eat nails, as they would say.
0: Yeah, and we teach with the concept that Harvard Business School calls total immersion learning. Um, Some people say, well, eh, Chuck, I've been to these before. I'll go in, I'll get motivated. Three days later, the motivation wears off. I'm back where I was, right? Yeah, It's standard, right? So what we do in the session itself, we enhance that. We teach with total immersion learning. It's a special technique so that when they walk out, They've already begun the habit formation so it lasts longer and it kicks in quicker.
1: Yeah. Well, listen, I really enjoyed it. We appreciate thank you. it I have very too. much uh, uh, having you here today. And um, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, you've been listening to On the Money. This is the number one small business show on Business Radio X. Um, we are broadcasting from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios, the, uh, these are global broadcast studio recently built is actually beautiful. presented here by Embassy National Bank. We're on Twitter at on underscore the underscore money and the number one. Um, or you can always listen to us at onthemoney.businessradiox.com. Uh, download us on uh, for free on iTunes and until next time I'm Joe Moss at Embassy National Bank. Um, as you know, we always like to say, be careful out there. A lot of people, the wolf is at your door. Be careful. But most importantly is leave fear in the back seat. Uh, put on that optimistic hat and move forward. So thank you for your time, and we'll be with you next time.